starting it. We're starting it while you're talking about comics. Hello and welcome to Pilot Season, the podcast where I talk about TV pilots and Alan buys comics. It's comic day. Welcome to the passive-aggressive opening, <laughs> where we're talking about a show about like nerdy things, nerdy people. But we're only allowed to start when Patrick is ready. <laughs> yeah, when I'm ready, because I want to start this thing. I'm an, a content producing machine, Alan. Check out all my content. <laughs> you have produced some content, I, all right. I have produced content. Twice the content this week, actually, twice in the same day, which may not have been the best content decision, but, uh, you know, it was also the the way things ended up going. Uh, new video came out that will make no sense to anyone because that video will now have been up for two weeks by the time this comes out because of content generation hashtag content hashtag 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 a hashtag i don't know what that is uh, yeah this is going off track real fast um we watched space <laughs> which was a show with people who are now more famous than than they were then because like like the whole simon Pegg type guy and edgar wright those guys and nick frost they were in it and jessica stevenson who was also in this. Is she? Is she doing anything now? What does uh, she do now? Well, she since changed her name because she got married. Uh, but let's not define her by that. She was in a few episodes of Doctor Who a while back, uh, and uh, I've seen her in a few movies recently. Uh, nothing coming to mind off the top of my head. She also became. Um... Became or was a character in Black or an actress in Black uh, was in Black Books for that one episode where she was um, she was the weird yoga partner of uh, Fran who annoyed Fran a lot um, because Black Books and Space were sort of around at the same time. Well, they sort of they were around at the same time and they shared cast members. Someone would to appear in this episode, such as Bill Bill Bailey, Bill Bill Bailey. And uh, Peter Serafinovich, who also guested in the other one, Black Books. The other one, yes. This <laughs> is going to go so well. That yoke, that show I like. That show I like. The one like with the Irish guy window. and he's grumpy and angry at people. Yeah. Um, the one that was my, uh, my desktop on my old laptop for years. <laughs> the, the one that the actual ha- shop from which I visited... <laughs> And took a picture of. I couldn't go inside because it was closed. But it was a real bookshop. The space was around for what? So two, three seasons. There two were years? two seasons, two, two seasons. years apart. First season was in '99, and the second in 2001. Ah. See, I don't remember it all that well from when it was airing first. Well, yeah, uh, we were kind of young at that point. I was watching television at that time at night. I had a TV in my room. I was doing all the things. Yeah, I'm Patrick. I'm rich. I have a TV in my room. <laughs> Bear in mind that we probably only very recently graduated from black and white television in my room. Oh. Not, not, not sure that helps or makes it oh, worse. Oh, poor you. 
And it was my, at this point, it was my brother's television. <laughs> who was much older than me and had his own job. So, you know, he could buy, he, he was the one who owned the internet in yeah, the house. That's the justification well. you want to go for there. Not that other I, thing. I don't know what I'm going for here, Alan. I don't, I don't know what you want me to no, say. No, no my, I was being uh, sincere there. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> but yeah, um, also he controlled the TV when he was, when, when he was in the room. So, uh, you know, it, I, I don't, didn't always get to watch Spaced. Um, so I don't remember it that well. But Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright have gone on to do stuff. I, I, I don't know what kind of stuff, but I'm sure people have heard of them. Um, Simon Pegg went on to write uh, some nerdy sci-fi movies. No one's really heard of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Edgar Wright did. Like, he's directed Yeah, he made stuff. a small independent movie uh, based around a small independent comic. Also, Nick Frost exists. Uh, he has been known to, yes. <laughs> he has been known to exist. Uh, I'm I'm just going to take a sip of my chamomile tea right now and see if it helps. <laughs> That's right. This is the kind of podcast where people drink chamomile tea. And by people, I mean me. Uh, I don't know what Alan's drinking or if he's drinking anything because we're not in the same room. It's water. Ooh, water. Consider yourself um, informed. The more you know. Uh, the show, this, I watched this on 4OD, which was a mistake. Because 4OD has more ads than Jesus. Did it still have that one ad for Peep Show? No, I saw no Peep Show ads, but I saw a Deadpool trailer twice and a Zoolander 2 trailer twice. That's like a double. Well, at least they're being current. Yeah. Um, so don't care about either, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I can see but, that. But they, um, I guess, they, it works for the the audience, I guess, because um, Simon Pegg is a guy in a nerd guy in a nerd guy. <laughs> this is what happens too when I listen to Pistol Shrooms Radio, and I was there too, and have a double dose of Matt Gorley. I get Matt Gorley. Weird mouth problem. Oh, no. <laughs> so space, yes. Alan. Uh, it starts off with um, an interesting little, um, an interesting little uh, mirroring cut between thing where they have Simon Pegg talking, standing on the street talking up at someone who we are led to believe is Jessica Stevenson, who was talking down to him, and they're. It looks like they're breaking up. It actually turns out that she's talking to a homeless person and it's Simon Pegg who's getting dumped by his, his girlfriend. <laughs> it's actually really yeah, clever. It's, uh, it's really well put together too. The, the conversations start off making sense and then slowly it gets more and more uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> when Daisy yeah. says that she was drunk and then <laughs> Tim says it was five years. And she's not you know, mentioning. Um, he says there's another man, and she says, "Yeah, my boyfriend." <laughs> that bastard. There's some good mirroring in in this episode when they do stuff like that. It's actually really nice. 
Um, although what's weird about it is it's all real soft focus. I, I'm not really good at noticing that kind of cinematography stuff, Patrick. You're the guy who does the cameras. Well, you, just, you notice how everything has this sort of... I'm going to try best to describe it. Like, it, it's, everything is weirdly bright and kind of fuzzy. Like, kind of a... Do you know, you know what um, I mean? I'm trying to remember images from it now. I, I, don't, I don't know. It just has a weird... It has that weird soft focusy, blurry thing about it, which seems like a stylistic choice they must have made. It was throwing me off. I didn't know why, why it was so soft focused. So we find out that uh, they were both having different conversations, but then in a cafe, they're actually in the same place at the same time, like real people who are going to have conversations. Unlike us, two people in a different room. Having a conversation <laughs> with each other. Yeah, you think that. <laughs> uh, You've just been guessing all this time and it's been remarkably <laughs> accurate. It's an amazing improv show. <laughs> um, she, uh, Daisy thinks that, comes over to him and asks, I'll sit down beside him because there's no free space in the cafe and uh, initially she thinks he's a drug dealer which is it's a assumption to make given how he looks <laughs> also he says oh thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> she says that. and it turned out that she's flat hunting and he's flat hunting and they spend two weeks seemingly just talking to each other in the same cafe while both flat hunting um, it's a stressful time yeah what w- are they? I assume they're just still living in the same places at this point, because otherwise they're living in the cafe. Well, Daisy still has her 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 bedsit where she's staying with all those passed out people. Yeah, she lives in a, a, a. She's basically squatting. I don't know where Tim is. I assume he's like on Mike's couch or something. I think that's what it's. Uh, it's. That might be implied, seeing as we get a little bit of Nick Frost dressed as Sergeant Slaughter uh, later on. Um, eventually, though, uh, Daisy break Daisy breaks and starts crying about how, how hard this whole flat hunting thing is. And uh, this is where my notes point out that Simon Hegg, Simon Hegg, Simon Pegg's hair is ridiculous. Why did he do this hair? This was bad hair. Stupid late 90s hair. Um, and they both start crying. The best part of it is that Jessica Stevenson has drool coming out of her mouth <laughs> when she gets back up from lying down, from being face down in the, in the table. Proper oaky <laughs> crying. Yeah. It's... She's so... Uh, incoherent and... Uh, just... A mess. She's so much of a mess in, in this. Like, but she can. But she's able to hide it quite well when it gets actually, well, more or less quite well when it comes to actually doing things. Um, which is how they they, they decide because that's when they come up with the plan, yes. Alan. And what, what is their plan, well, Alan? They see if, an ad in the in the property section that seems like. Perfect. Apart from one thing, it's for professional couples only. Are those couples who are paid to be couples, or uh, couples who are both working professionally in a professional capacity and yeah. in, in decent jobs? As couples with job security, so they're not going to cheap out on the rent or get lost somewhere. Uh, I, yeah, I'd prefer it if they were their job was couples. Yes. 
<laughs> you just uh, go around to dinner parties, you <laughs> weddings, that kind of out the guest lists. The kind of people who do, they, they they go to IKEA to fill up yeah. space. <laughs> Rent a friend. That's it. It's kind. Of, it's like the, it's like a less seedy version of prostitution, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it, it's just about the good time, but there's no. <laughs> it's not. That's basically an escort yeah, service for couples. And that's a, that's already a thing, kind of. But more, you get the, you get all of the you know mundane, coupley things, and none of the other stuff. I think we similar. I think we've got a million dollar idea yeah. here, Alan. Now we need to find Quickly, some couples to rent out. Well, first things first, we need an app. Yes, definitely, we need an app. I know a guy. Luckily, you know a guy. I was going to say that. And we also need to remove any extraneous E's from the end of the of the, of the app's name because that's how things so work. Couple, C O U P L. Think that could work. There we go. But we have quickly. We will have, we will have to arrange some sort of meeting to uh, discuss our brand after the podcast. <laughs> Patent <laughs> pending. No one's got an idea. We're watching you, <laughs> all of you listeners. We'll be sending so many cease and desist letters. So many. Don't worry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Professional couples only. They decide to be a couple um, and go through the arduous task of learning everything about each other because they need to know everything about each other before they can go to this professional couple desired flat renting appointment. And it also <laughs> helps us get to know characters. Yay. Yay. Good writing. See how all you need is an elaborate ruse. <laughs> and then you can explain your characters to us. The best part of the entire thing is that they don't actually introduce their names <laughs> until it's until the end of it. So in theory, they've been talking to each other for two weeks, as is established later in the episode, and never actually introduced themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a thing I would do. You know, it gets really awkward after a certain point, like half an hour into a conversation, you realize you've never introduced yourself. And... <laughs> And neither of you know each other's names. You just no, keep I going. Just, there's inertia there at that uh, point. Yeah, I I don't think there's much of a point. I think you. I think if if I think my name is a privilege. <laughs> Not right. It must be earned. <laughs> yeah, you must earn it. I must grant you the right to utter it in polite conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's in this whole montagey bit of. Uh, introdu- uh, introductory character establishment sentences that um, we see a much more behaired Bill Bailey and Alan's gone fuzzy. Dear listeners, the podcast was interrupted by my internet dropping, so now I'm eating a Cadbury's cream egg and Alan is buying comics. Um, I'm leaving this bit in because uh, I'm lazy. <laughs> If Alan wants to start talking about whatever we were talking about before the call dropped, my mouth is full of creamy, sugary stuff. I was waiting for you to finish eating your cream egg. You can keep talking. <laughs> People don't like mouth sounds in podcasts, Patrick. Well, technically, aren't all the sounds we make mouth sounds? <laughs> yes, but there are people who would prefer that the voices were just projected without any sort of mouth sound. 
this may be the weirdest, weirdest episode we've recorded. <laughs> There's still time. We can pull this around. I'm quite happy to derail the whole thing. <laughs> well, maybe I'll read about how the Scarlet Witch is in Ireland. <laughs> I've eaten my cream egg now. Okay. I so, yes. Tim works in a comic book shop under the management of Bilbo, played by Bill Bailey. Mm. It's I wonder all if of Bilbo was actually his real name, or if he changed it, or if it's just a nickname. Well, he looks sort of otherworldly. He's kind of hairy. Maybe it works. It's weird seeing Bill Bailey with full hair. I mean, he's kind of already... His, his, his hairline is 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 quickly approaching Scullet. In... Yes, full hair is a misnomer there. More hair. Thicker hair than he has now. Uh, but Bill Bailey's wonderful, and everyone should love him. Everyone should love him. Love him. Um, and we also get uh, a thing of uh, Peter Serafinovich, who is uh, most known, uh, who is many known on the internet as uh, that guy who does the Donald Trump voiceover things now. I haven't seen any of these. Oh, he's, he's been releasing videos where he's redubbing Donald Trump in different accents. <laughs> He's also the voice of uh, Darth Maul. And he was on Look Around You. He was. Um, With Edgar Wright. Yeah, uh, Nick Frost making an appearance in that too. Yeah. It's like these people know each other or something. Yeah, it's like they're friends. Um, And Peter Serafinovich's sister, married to Graham Linehan, creator of the IT Crowd and co-writer on Black Books and co-creator of Father Ted. It's, It's a small world, Alan. It's a small world in British comedy. That's why yeah. they're all on each other's panel shows. Yes. Um, Peter Serafinovich is great, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's so funny. He once sent me a direct message on Twitter. To, mm. just, just to say thank you for complimenting his Paul McCartney impersonation. <laughs> this was my early, early Twitter uh, before it became a big, before it became huge, huge. Now Patrick is a Twitter hipster. Well, I, I've been on Twitter for, it's 2016. I've been on Twitter since the end of the last decade. <laughs> so, and Twitter's been around since 2007. It was 2009 when I joined. So, ah. I am a Twitter hipster. But you've been on it nearly as long as I have, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So, that's, that's, but that's, far less frequently. <laughs> yeah. Let's not pretend here. <laughs> Sure. Uh, we find out that uh, Daisy wants to be a journalist, but she doesn't really do much. And um, Tim is a graphic artist who works with uh, Bill Bailey in the comic shop. Um, so they um, they finally introduce each other to them each other to themselves after two weeks, as we mentioned before, <laughs> which is kind of great. And they uh, decide to take photos of each other, like in that film they don't know the name of, which I'm pretty sure was Green Card. Um, I'm not sure. I think that's the joke. I don't know, Patrick. They could have made it a bit more obvious. But they get a they get a sign of the times, and they get a like an actual Polaroid camera to do the, the photo taking. It's to, it's 1999, guys. 
We they, don't have your fancy digital machines. Yeah, it's like in the first episode of Black Books where the guy has a, but there's a mobile phone and it's 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 the size of like it's the size of the book that he's <laughs> he's, he's using to as a thing to hold it still while he hammers this book into this. That joke. There's a joke in Black Books about breaking a breaking a phone with a hammer, and the phone is massive, um, because the past. I would have gone with the Matrix. Why? Why the Matrix? Because they had those big Nokia flip phones. Actually, oh right, more slide phones. But yeah, I haven't really watched the Matrix, apart from like maybe a scene or two, sixteen years ago. Yeah, watch the first one. And then you'll be all like, hey, that's that thing that everybody ripped off. I'll be like, hey, that's that thing that rips off Baudrillard. And the Invisibles. Don't forget the Invisibles. Like, I literally studied the stuff that they're, that the Wachowskis based a lot of their writing stuff for The Matrix in college. I got lectures about The Matrix without ever seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been Patrick is an art student. <laughs> yep. Hey, I did. A, I studied films that I never actually watched <laughs> <laughs> until the years later when I actually did watch them, <laughs> like Birth of a Nation. Because, so they go to the flat. <laughs> yes, they go to the flat, and um, said Alan quickly derailing the topic from Birth of a Nation. <laughs> <laughs> but you love talking about the Birth of a Nation, Alan. Racism is your favorite thing. And at the flat, they meet Marsha. <laughs> and she's in blackface. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they meet her and she's she's kind of... She reminds me actually a lot of um, the kind of of Kimmy Schmidt's landlady as well. Kind of same-ish character base. Yeah, she's the weird landlady. Yeah. But in this instance, Marsha is weird because she's drunk and depressed all the time. Yeah. Kind of like... No, I'm not, not going to say... Say... <laughs> uh, I was going to say kind of like my college Danny. That's, that's actually far too cruel. Because <laughs> she wasn't depressed all the time. Did like to drink, though. <laughs> She'll never hear this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they go on a tour all around the, the flat. Um, she shows them the guest room, which apparently isn't for guests, but apparent, but it could be for children. Are children guests? <laughs> yep, that's what we wanted. They to get decide. eighteen years and then they're gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> this uh, is London, Patrick. It's prime real estate. <laughs> Not rural Ireland at all. Um, the, 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 the where am I? Uh, yeah. Uh, they open up the, the closet. Oh yeah, and it's the it's the Shining reference because there's cre- creepy twins in there talking in unison. They're girl guides. It's Baba Job Week. Yeah, that's the thing that does that even still happen? I don't know. Probably doesn't. That probably doesn't happen anymore. It really sounds like a child protection nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that happens anymore. I can't. That can't happen anymore. And yeah, they, they, they end up passing the inter- kind of passing this whole this whole thing relatively unscathed. Despite being completely awkward, um, with their <laughs> with their discussion of of you know how long they've been together and what they do and all and and all that, I managed to get their uh, time together right down to an in unison answer 
when they say like was it five years? Five years, eight months, three days. Yeah. Um and they move in. Um and go back to their previous dwellings to basically move out in the same way by using this with, with the same dialogue, more or less about uh phones and, and, and things. But uh Daisy's roommates don't care because they're all stoned and uh Sarah, the ex-girlfriend of Tim, has a sort of... She's playing like a... She's actually playing a... She's doing a dramatic role. Yeah, she's in a different thing to everybody yeah, else. She's, she's Deliberately. She's deliberately being dramatic and, and Simon Pegg is, is being Simon Pegg-ish about um, like he's moving in with a girl he met two weeks ago and makes her think that it's, you know, he's actually found a new girlfriend or whatever but then he does the whole um he still loves her thing and he slams the door in his face yeah she says okay and slams the door <laughs> which is kind of a bitchy move it's real sad <laughs> it's like he's so pathetic there's also a nice little background gag there where uh uh, Tim ha- hands a box of stuff to uh, Mike and then goes back and Mike just flings it into the fan. <laughs> yeah, that's our, our brief look at um, our one of only two very brief looks at, uh, at, at Nick Frost's character. Which is probably good. <laughs> what is good about this is that it really just focuses on on Daisy and Tim. Yeah. The entire thing. So we meet the main two characters because they're just meeting. And they're having a real... And even when they've moved in, like, you get the sense that they've only known each other for two weeks. They really don't have much to talk about at all. <laughs> it's really awkward between the two of them. They kind of... They don't know what to do with each other. Now they're stuck in a, in, in a, in a flat together. So they, you know, get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> not long... Well, not, not after, not after the... Um, one Daisy moving in with a with a fashion dummy that she talks to, um, and then has Tim's uh, alien costume thing from the that he wears when promoting the the comic shop fall on her because she thinks it's. Then the Scooby Doo reference happens. <laughs> it's the reveal on that is really well done, though. Yeah, uh, for the whole scene, Daisy's been wearing the, uh, an apron. uh, and has glasses balanced on top of her head while she's moving in and then (laughs) when Tim comes in he's just shot from uh, like shoulders up so you just see a little bit of green Uh, but there's they start talking about Scooby-Doo because Daisy was investigating a noise in Tim's room uh, and talk about how she was always Velma and he was always Fred or she was always Daphne and he was always Fred (laughs) and look at us now the camera and the camera I think it I think they just, it just cuts to a wide shot. Yeah. And uh, she takes off the apron and her glasses fall down and she's literally dressed as Velma. And he's kind of in a green shirt slouching over like like Shaggy. <laughs> Even has the scruffy beard. It's great. Yeah. It's actually really... Uh, I, when um thinking about that, it's actually... It's, it's a nice visual thing because... Like, the character's... To get kind of deep and analytical about it, the characters are talking about how about you know, I guess how they see themselves, but then we're see we're, the camera pulls back and we see them as basically the antithesis of the characters they're describing. 
illustrated through the means of Scooby Doo. And also the Scooby Doo theme plays to yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm I use all of that arts degree to do that kind of analytical genius. <laughs> That's the kind of thing Edgar Wright's really good at. He he's great at at doing visual gags. And it's a really nice kind of thematic visual gag. Um then Tim meets a naked guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Tim goes downstairs to put the bins out. Uh, wait, no, there, there was a good gag actually that, that led up to that, where he was showing Daisy his his creator work, the uh, the bear. Uh, and Daisy says, "Speaking of rubbish." <laughs> <laughs> Marcia says you have to put the bins. This is how you put out the bins. <laughs> Did you do that? Oh, he's a he's a comic book guy who draws bears. They actually got some 2008 artists to to do uh do the work there for Simon Pegg's art because he's not uh, exactly a comic artist. No, he's a Simon Pegg. He is. That's he just his goes job. around writing Star Trek movies. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, um, you know, the first contact. Yeah. He was doing it for years on the street before the fu- anybody decided to actually ask him to do one legitimately. Final Frontier, all Simon Pegg. Not the voyage home, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he goes out and he bumps into a naked guy, who ter- it turns out is Brian. Who seems, who's an artist, who paints emotions by the looks of things. Uh, and he oh. lives downstairs. Ah, the old downstairs Brian. Which doesn't mean that he's gay. No, which he's at points at pains to point out. Well No, he he's just befuddled. He's befuddled. He says when Daisy asks if he lives downstairs or he has the flat downstairs, he says, I'm not he says Do you mean am I gay? Do you mean am I gay? And then Tim asks him, Are you gay? And he goes Eh? <laughs> <Or> shrugs. <laughs> okay. And he stays in the the apartment with them, and they start drinking. And oh, he, yeah, he's put stuff. on a dressing gown, though. Oh, yeah, he's put on a dressing gown between then and now. He's not naked. Um, and then someone storms out from the apartment above, and it's like Marsha's daughter or something yeah. has run off, and then Marsha comes in, and starts boring them about her life and how her husband left her for their dog. This leads to a conversation where Tim and Daisy almost get caught out because they repeat the exact same length of time they'd been together two days later. Dun, dun, dun. And they have to explain it by uh, <laughs> saying that they count their anniversary, that they're kind of like the queen and they count and they have two different birthdays, but for anniversaries. She counts it from their first kiss. He counts it from the first time they were intimate. <laughs> <laughs> and then they ask, so which one is it today? And it's Daisy's. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> and the two, the, the two of them buy this. <laughs> that makes sense, right? <laughs> I guess. After they get, they had, they, um... They end up having strange telepathic communication. Well, they try. They try. They try. Because when that whole, whole thing starts, Daisy tries 
to telepathically communicate to him. It doesn't work. But when it's over, she, my phone tries to die. and um, Your phone is not silent. Nope. And uh, she does the thing again, and he uh, picks it up the second time. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like in Hammer Your Mother, where um, Marshall and Lily have the exact same thing. Um, and then it pretty much ends, because they, they go to bed real awkwardly. Because they've only known each other for two weeks. Yeah. Which, I like that. I like that it's... They They're have, not instant friends. Yeah. They have a, an actual real relationship. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's somewhat real. Well, you know, we've all moved into houses with people we've only known for two weeks. It's happened. It was a really affordable house. <laughs> well, they were paying like nine... Like, their rent was fairly cheap sounding. Um, I don't know what rent was like in London in 1999. I'd probably much cheaper than it is now. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, what did you think, Alan? Um, I quite like Spaced. Uh, I have the DVDs. Uh, so, the, which actually, if you like Spaced at all, get the DVDs because they have uh, a, an additional subtitle track that just has it, it tells you what they're referencing when they make. Uh, homages to things which they do all the time ah that's I feel like that's um, that's cheating <laughs> if you don't get the reference you shouldn't know I feel like Patrick's philosophy no, I am um, I don't dislike that uh, you know I I'm the guy who looked up all the references in the wasteland um, uh, which I like referential humor. Um, if you watch my videos, it it, it happens quite a lot. <laughs> um, I'm a big Mystery Science Theater fan, which has been pointed out before. We've done an episode on that. Um, and Mystery Science Theater is full of, at its best, is full of jokes that work on two levels: one because they're funny, or two because they're a reference to something else, and. It's almost when they pull out a reference, it's funny if you get the reference, but it can also be funny just because it's funny. Um, I don't like, I don't like uh, sign, you know, signposting your reference jokes. Even I know if it's an extra on a DVD, maybe that's a bit better. But I kind of like the reference being there, and you know, you get you know bonus points. If you get the joke, and if you don't get the joke, and you still find it funny, great. I wouldn't. I, I don't really like signposting references. That's just that's just me. It's a it's 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 a joke. It's not. Um, it doesn't need a footnote. But I'm the kind of guy who really likes footnotes, so it appeals to me. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Edward Gibbon. Ooh, history joke on the on non-history podcast. Whoa! I, I fly. Very Pratchett. <laughs> Hey, hey, well, I, oh, that's why I explained the reference to you. <laughs> Completely undoing my point. <laughs> there you go, Patrick. You undermined your own point. Yep. All I had to do was sit here. <laughs> that's how good I am. Um... But, uh, yeah, getting back to talking about... Uh, uh, um, I, I think there's some great jokes in there that they hold up. It, it's a, a kind of a universal situation, really. Kind of. Which is good in a sitcom. Yeah, that's always good. 
the basic framework is something that could happen at any time. Uh, some of the the stuff that they might reference can be a bit dated, especially in series two when they start talking about the Phantom Menace. That's a that's a timeless reference, Alan. Uh, that's also a problem with reference jokes as well because they date. Yeah, but uh, it kind of just sets it as being of that time. It's like it's just Tim is a Star Wars fan in two thousand and one who has still not gotten over that the Phantom Menace was terrible. I'm sure he'd be very happy now, though. Uh, because you know the other two movies that came out they they fixed it yep and then Uh, something else happened but we're not going to talk about that (laughs) but um also i'm a big fan of edgar wright um i i love his style of directing i love the um the way he can make a montage funny (laughs) by uh, just doing a serious montage of mundane things or uh, the uh, in uh, World's End, when he has the tr- the most dramatic pulling of pints and a p- glass of water, well, there's, there there's some fun, there's some nice little bits. I think sometimes the for me, like the Scooby Doo one was good. The reference was good. The uh, the Shining one was a little forced. I saw no natural reason for there to... Uh, it felt... Well, I guess they explained it, but it felt really forced as a joke. I, it just it didn't work that well well for me. And I felt like it, sometimes they were reaching for references a bit too hard, but it wasn't. Yeah, I think that if, anytime they do a reference, it's a solid joke in and of itself. Mm. Yeah. It's not uh, the Family Guy parody type thing where it's now cut away to some sort of absurd thing. Yeah, I think the I think the worst it got was the 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 Shining parody they did was probably the worst of it. That felt the most jarring. But but even in else. that, there's there's the sub gag of Marsha being totally cool with creepy twins being in the closet. For some reason, why were they even in the clock? Why were they even I in know, the clock? Right? Like, that, that's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but, yeah, my uh, space was okay. Like, like I said before, and of kind of the two channel four of like space and black books were kind of I've said before are shows that share a lot of actors and. Of the two, Black Books is far more up my alley. I think it's a little bit more hilarious. It's a it... Simon Pegg. I like Simon. I like kind of Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and I like some of their stuff. But I wouldn't be crazy about it. Like they're all right. <laughs> I wouldn't be the biggest fan. I'd much prefer. And it's like every, it's like anything of theirs. I, anything Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg related that I've watched, it's all right. wasn't wouldn't rush out to watch all of it, but it's all right. It's a solid meh. <laughs> I'm disappointed, Patrick. <laughs> I didn't love it. Uh, well. 
No, 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 no. I actually didn't expect you to to love it. <laughs> I have a fairly good idea of what is and isn't your thing. I think even even if you don't like the style of comedy, it works as a pilot. Yeah, it does. Not that I don't like the style of comedy. It's just that. Well, you know, the the reference humor you're you're not a huge fan of. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I like reference humor, but. It was more that my point there was more. I don't like flagging it. I mm. I, I like it being there. I I I don't need it explained. I don't want it explained to me if I get well, the reference. But you never I have get. to turn the subtitles on. That's it's what not I, flagged when you watch it on yeah. 4 Yeah, uh, which it wasn't when I watched it, which was fine. Like what I. Just I just like to, it. I liked it as like an additional thing when I was rewatching it. I. Oh, that's I must, what you're talking about. Maybe I'll go check that out. This Evil Dead. MST3K does that on the on their YouTube channel with annotated episodes, and I always just turn it off because it's more fun to watch. I find it more fun to watch the the, the episodes in HD rather than someone's decades old you know, VHS rip on uh, on YouTube because there's so many of them. Um, but Simon Pegg stuff, any Edgar Wright stuff I've watched. I mean, Edgar Wright stuff looks good, like his films, like the they look good. They're well directed, but meh. It's just they, they don't. I don't hate them. I don't love them. They're they're they get they're, they're right in the middle for me. Like, you appreciate the the style, but it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, pretty much. I I get the jokes. I appreciate how it's done, but I wouldn't. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It leaves me neutral. Tell my wife I said hello. What makes a man turn neutral, Patrick? <laughs> Just for power, money, or were you just born with a old heart filled with neutrality? I've been watching Futurama lately. I was gonna, I, I was gonna go, I was gonna make, uh, I was gonna say a uh, nice Simpsons reference there, <laughs> but that joke did not work because you said Futurama and I stumbled all over it. So, uh, yeah. Let's get to the rankings, shall we? Right. So, um, I'm I'm looking reasonably high. It's solid. Yeah. Like I, I like I said, I don't. I'm looking at our top. Would you say top ten? Because um, like it's on top fifteen, top ten, top fifteen. There's some stuff in there that's solid, but mm. you know, not okay. fantastic. Uh, we can. I can say it's definitely better than Lookwell because it's both funny and can have more episodes. <laughs> That's a, a quality Which is nice one in a comedy. In a series. Um, uh, it's probably um, be- better than Tag Team. Yeah. Uh, Lucha Underground's a toss-up, maybe. Yeah, Lucha Underground's really good. Yeah, it is really good. Um, uh, it might be the, uh, the 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 gatekeeper to the top ten for a lot for of a things while. now. Yeah, because it is really good, and not that yeah, everything that you need a ladder match to get into the top ten. <laughs> not that everything in the top ten, I think, is fantastic. I mean, pain is is in there purely because it's a faulty. It's got faulty towers. Uh, Bones holding it together. Um, 
and the cage is there as well. So the cage is yeah, the cage is there, which is which is you know problematic as a thing that existed that someone wrote because it was the sixties. <laughs> I think we might rank Lucha Underground too low. <laughs> yeah, I think you we were too hard on Lucha Underground, but. I don't think we've ever thought of retroactively changing the list, so... Um, that might be something to look into in the future, but, but uh, for the moment... Spaced. Would you rank it above the cage? Well, it's certainly got less rape joke. Rape jokes? Rape. <laughs> there are no rape jokes <laughs> in either. There's no, there's no rape cults or weird shenanigans. Uh... The cage does hold an awful lot of pop culture clout, though. The cage was kind of dull. The Coltons had Froggy. That was fun. The Coltons, of course, being the spin-off, being the attempted spin-off of um, Magnum MacGyver. Magnum MacGyver. (laughs) It's when Tom Selleck and Richard Dean Anderson became one guy. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest sort of. The fly transporter accident. He had an amazing mullet and the best mustache. And he wore Hawaiian shirts and could solve crimes by making... He had a Swiss army Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) This this could be the best show idea ever. Uh, Quick, daddle to Adult Swim. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, they've already got Archer. Just basically that. That's on FX, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have you seen the, the... Teaser for the new season of Archer is literally the Magnum PI opening credits. I've heard this. I haven't seen it. Um, I have no idea where to put where to put space. Literally no idea. Okay, I know I can't convince you it's better than Adventure Time. The pilot of Adventure Time. It's definitely not better than the Amazing Screw On Head because that was fantastic. It's not better than BoJack Horseman. Yes. Or Heat Vision and Jack. So, um... Right, then, let's talk about Adventure Time. Is it better than Adventure Time? Adventure Time Pilots... Not... The... Is okay, too? It's not the best. I'm sort of looking... The more I look at this list, the more I'm thinking... If I was doing this with... If it was just me... A lot of the stuff in the top ten would be a lot lower. (laughs) I kind of um, want to just change that around too. Let's stay on track for now. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's better than the Adventure Time pilot. I, 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 I have no real love for the Adventure Time pilot. It's so does it go in at number seven? Well, I guess it does because... Uh, I can't. I can't think of anything. It, it's way better than. So, boom, number seven, spaced, UK because there is a US remake which is somewhere. Oh, if we track that down, we need to watch it, Patrick. Yeah, we do. Because uh, um, it was directed by McGee. Ooh. McGee, director of Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. You know it's good when his name. Is a G. So that's our new number seven. It's spaced with its Simon, Peggy, Edgar, Raiji, Nikki, Edgar, Frost, 
what the hell am I saying? Uh, show next week because screw that sentence. Is we're going down the Netflix tunnel, taking a stop on superhero alley, saying goodbye, Ben Affleck. Hello, other guy. It's Daredevil time, Alan. Yay! Yeah, that was kind of a segue that made sense. <laughs> yeah, well done. Congratulations <laughs> on that decent segue. The, the first one, 43 episodes in. <laughs> and uh, let's end this madness. <laughs> I've been Patrick Brogan. You can find me at theunemployedhistorian.com. You can find me at nerdvice.com, at ortigomer.com, on youtube.com. You can watch the history of selfies or the selfie, depending on what time, either the past or the present you're watching this in, or listening in, because I changed the title after it went up, because uh, I made the title card wrong. But anyway, uh, that's online, and it can be viewed in all your viewing places. And Alan... If people wanted to find an Alan, specifically you, how would they find you, Alan? They can find me on Twitter, where uh, my username is Alan Byrne, spelled A-L-A-N-B-E-I-R-N-E. I'm also on Tumblr, where that's alanbyrne.tumblr.com, or you could go to my website, which is albyrne.com, but it just moved in with another website uh, that it's only known a few weeks. And I, I'm not sure how I feel about moving in with this match.com. <laughs> Interesting choice of website. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.